Yeah, I know. I've gotten really good at clapping them cheeks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight is literally everyone. We have our Shivriam Shota Shotaro. Walk, walk, fashion, baby, move it, move. Eh, I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed you it. that one up. Our czar of source material, John. Clap them cheeks. <laughs> And our poser extraordinary tie. Skin, uh, fuck. Skin bone, chicken bone. <laughs> We're really good tonight, aren't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right. Well, uh, just diving right into tonight's uh, topic. Uh, John? Yes. You ever wonder why we're here? Just to suffer. <laughs> Every night. <laughs> And that is actually what we're going to be talking about. It seems like a simple question. You're but right. We're going to be, be talking about Metal Gear. Guess what? This no, is the- no. We fucking hijacked no, the podcast finally. <laughs> we yeah. hijacked oh, it. This will be a weapon surpassed <laughs> Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> no, tonight we're going to be asking a very simple question that actually has a pretty nuanced answer, I think. But that's why do we like anime? Literally, why are we here? Why are we doing this podcast? Why do we love anime so much and what keeps us around? And why the um, fuck would we make a podcast about it? Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> the real <laughs> question. <laughs> who, 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 like, really? Why, 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 why would anyone do this? Exactly. That's mm. exactly what I thought when I made this idea, <laughs> when I had this topic yeah. up, queued up. We're all just masochists. <laughs> we all know yes. that. Yes. Some of us actually are, but anyway, uh, um, I guess the the since this is like getting to know everyone one hundred and one, uh, the obvious question to start with is actually what got us into anime in the first place. Um, does anyone else want to go first besides me? Because I feel like I've recounted how I got into anime many times in this podcast. Not enough times, Alex. Oh, let me guess. Was it? By watching Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's amazing you say that, John. Yes, it was. It's not like we did a movie review. You bring it up all the damn time. <laughs> I do. I probably say it way too much. But yeah, Nausicaa was my very first anime. You never forget your first. You can't, no, you don't. You can't I mean, I was six winking. years old. Oh, it was oh, when God, I lost my no. anime virginity oh, at six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, John, you're going to get wet again. Oh god damn oh, it. God. Stop the metal gear. <laughs> can we can we can we not talk about me getting wet at six years old? Oh, we're gonna talk <laughs> oh, about that slip and slide. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. I'm what surprised we haven't been shut become? down yet. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> well I mean that that's it for me. Like I've said it so many times in this podcast, I feel like there's nothing else need to be said. Well, what I I I'm pretty sure I've asked this before, but did you even know what anime was when you were six, dude? Kind of. I mean, I knew it wasn't, like, American, mostly because I 
kind of got introduced to anime through a cousin of mine who was much older. Okay. I believe he was like 12 or 13 at the time. Okay. So he was like middle school age. Yeah. And um, he was the one that actually got me the VHS tape of Nausicaa. And he was like, yeah, this is like made by a you know, Japanese animation studio. It's Japanese directors. I knew it wasn't American. Okay. I knew mm. it wasn't Disney, even though it kind of was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because like, so I I always say Bleach is my first anime because mm. it's the one where I crossed the line between I thought they were just cool cartoons dubbed in English to holy shit, there's so many more episodes, but they're in Japanese and I have to read subtitles. Also, <laughs> what's anime? Like, as a kid, like, I, you can say my first anime was Pokemon, right? Like, when I was four years old, I watched Pokemon. Mm. I fucking love Pokemon. I have all the VHSs from the first season and the first Pokemon movie. And I have the fucking M2M audio disc thing that has the, the Misty Love song to Ash because I shipped that oh super oh, hard. No. <laughs> and, like, I'm not shitting you. This is all real. And, you know, I could say that's my first anime because I, I watched all that stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, uh, all, all those when I was little. But... Yeah, but when the first time you saw Misty, did you realize it would lead to a crippling hentai addiction? Oh no! Yes. What the hell? <laughs> Stop! Oh, no is regrets. that where she puts a star? You? Uh, oh no! <laughs> no regrets. No regrets at all. I say Bleach <laughs> because it was the very first show that I I learned what Japanese was. <laughs> that anime was Japanese. Okay? Oh, okay. And that's when I was. I want to say I was fourteen. I was like thirteen years ago. Yeah, I was fourteen years old. Like, just getting out of middle school, or just getting to the end of middle school? Was I seventh grade? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and, yeah, and <clears throat> that's what really started the whole rabbit hole of, like, now that I know that there's shows called anime, I started watching a shitload of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than just Bleach and, like, uh, Naruto and stuff like that. Like, I remember my first one was after Bleach, after, like, watching all of that, it was uh, Rizzlemine. Which is like this rom-com, this shitty rom-com. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> it's a super stupid and like old and it, it definitely does not hold up rom-com. But it did introduce me to the queen of Sundares, Rie Kugamiya. Okay. She's still the queen to me. That's and this true. was like in her heyday where she was the voice actress for every fucking Sundare character out there. Like she was in Shakugan no Shana, Rizzlemine, um... There's the only two I can remember right now. Oh, she was... She uh, was the Kanahanazawa of that time. Yeah, she played all the lollies. And she doesn't... She still is a, around to this day, but... Yeah, that's that's like... Oh my god, you don't even understand how my summer went. Like, I had a laptop, I discovered Crunchyroll, started watching a shitload of anime, man. Like, God, remember when Crunchyroll put pirated anime on yeah. their site? Yeah, that, it was, was, that was great times. That was a great time. That's where I watched Rizzlemine originally, actually. <laughs> and I, I you know it's funny because it's been 13 years and i still remember vividly what i watched that summer that i discovered anime because i remember I, I after i watched bleach i remember talking to one of my classmates and she had inuyasha dvds like that all of oh, it boy. and for like two and a half weeks i just watched all the inuyasha i read all her manga that she loaned me like i i just dived into this and i was like yo these are all the cartoons I used to watch as a kid late at night on, like, Toonami. 
and I didn't even know that they were, it's anime. Like I just thought they were cartoons, right? It's it's mm-hmm. nuts to me. And uh, yeah, that's that's what started the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, much like you, I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh and Digimon when I was young, like around eight years old. Uh, that could basically define my childhood is Yu-Gi-Oh and Digimon. I was obsessed. I um, even bullied my parents into taking me <laughs> to Egypt to <laughs> because Wait, I was so into um, the Egyptian aesthetic from Yu-Gi-Oh. I bullied my parents into taking me to the mall to pick up Pokemon uh-huh. cards. I never tried to get them to take me overseas because of anime. And then I ran away from my parents in, in, um, in Egypt, and I just like went to, be- to go find my Millennium Puzzle. Honey, no. But... <laughs> And then after that, I tried to bully my parents to go to Colorado because in the Digimon movie, that's where the Digimon tell you to go. So I'm like, if the Digimon tell me to go to Colorado, then I need to go to Colorado. But <laughs> my parents caught on and they're like, why do you want to go to Colorado? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a nice place. And they're like, it's because this Digimon is in there. I was like, No. <laughs> It's like we're not going uh, to Colorado. I'm like, oh. your digital champions, your Digimon yes. digital champions. Yeah, and that's why I never became. I've never found a Digimon because I was never taken to Colorado, and that is the biggest regret of my oh, life. Oh shit! <laughs> so, didn't your sister end up going to college in Colorado? Yeah, it's because the Digimon told her. <laughs> hey Digimon, hey Digimon, hey. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, obviously, I didn't really understand that this was a japanese product or that this was anime as a child um my first like anime that i was consciously aware was anime was death note and it was pretty funny because um i got into that because from a recommendation of a friend that i used that i was playing online Yu-Gi-Oh with and he's <laughs> like he's like hey you like Yu-Gi-Oh? you should watch a death note and i'm like totally i'll do it and then <laughs> it all began there and i watched that was like so late for me i watched death note at like 18 when i went into university um which is like super late for a weeb i guess for um, a blooming weeb yeah <laughs> but i mean looking back a lot like your inuyasha story um in like high school I went on YouTube and I watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh from beginning to end, <laughs> all the seasons, as well as Digimon, because I was just so desperate for anime content. I didn't know where to go. And I could fi- I finally finally had the um conscience, I don't know, the maturity to understand a plot that can be told linearly instead of just watching random episodes. So I'm like, oh my god, let me watch 407 minute episodes on YouTube, and <laughs> let me like have the best time of my life. Um, but yeah, that was a fun journey for me. I remember when YouTube wasn't shit. I mean, what? I mean, I mean I'm pretty, it's always um, been shit, just in different ways. <laughs> I mean, true. yeah, I feel like <laughs> for people our age for watching anime, like. 10 plus years ago watching it through youtube or not no way more than that like 15 years ago holy shit watching it on youtube in like seven minute increments was just a thing right yeah yeah <laughs> it was just how Whether we it watched was anime. anime or even movies entire movies yeah. were just posted every, like that 
everything was broken into well every anime episode was broken into at least three parts and you had to watch it in like seven minute increments that's like how i watched a lot of the like of naruto actually oh fuck. naruto and bleach dude in one piece that's what i did oh my god the nostalgia if I, I watched i think i watched all the way up to like episode 120 or something of naruto before i realized oh shit it's on actual television too how about you Nitai? Yeah, when I was uh, around, uh, I think I was uh, six, year, six years old. Um, so there was just the, I guess, I guess the kids' channel on TV that just like any other day I would watch. And they were there during the day shows like Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh! and Dragon Ball Z and all mm-hmm. those shows. And, and it's funny to me when you say like Western, Western shows because. Uh, Alongside these shows, yeah, I would also watch like stuff like Cartoon Network and whatever, and it would all just be just you know shows I watch on TV. And, yeah. But then, uh, but then at a certain point, I started to like stay up, uh, stay up late, and would keep <laughs> and just kept watching TV. And what a uh, naughty boy! Exactly. And on that same channel, around I think I think starting 10 p.m., they would start airing. Like actual an- anime Japanese, and so and there were other shows like Inuyasha and Bleach, and I think I, I can't I, I'm blanking on the name of the show, but it's that one show about Go, you know you know that board game. Oh, Hikaru no Go. Yeah, Hikaru no Go. So and that was in Japanese. So from the from that moment, and I I understood that oh, also Pokemon and those other shows are just like I guess from Japan. But I never uh, knew the term anime, so I just mm. watched these shows as I was a kid, and then uh, stopped at a certain point. And, and then in high school, I really got into uh, watching a lot of uh, Western TV shows. And we'll go back to that a bit later. But at a certain point, uh, a good friend of mine was like, "Hey, you want to watch something else?" I was like, "Yeah, what is it?" And he said, "Oh, it's an anime called Death Note." I said. Oh, okay. And he had like a poster of it on the wall. I was like, oh, sure, whatever, sounds good. So later that day when I got home, I just decided, okay, let's check this out. Watch the first episode on some shady website online <laughs> and, and got through five episodes straight. And yeah, ever since then, I'm, I've, I've been a weeb, I guess. <laughs> and you've been hooked like a meth addict ever since. Yep. See, <laughs> that makes me think of... Because if you didn't want to watch it on YouTube, you had to look through a bunch. There's so yeah. many like anime aggregate sites back then that mm-hmm. all stole torrents from like fucking Dot Tobio. Remember that for uh, for Naruto, the people who dis- oh who I subbed? do. <laughs> I remember watching downloading from there, and people would always grab their subs and then like put it on the aggregate sites. And <laughs> Damn, oh my god, we're so old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's, uh, it's so it's funny to me because I when I ask other people this question, like what animes they've seen, a lot of people do say Death Note. Like Death Note's a it is very, the, one of the biggest one. Yeah, like I mean, obviously you have the people who are like, oh, Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, blah blah blah. You know, the the typical shonen stuff that we watch as we think that it's cartoons, but then they yeah. realize yeah, especially it's, stuff from the late nineties. Yeah, but for a lot of people, like Death Note, um, Iran High Host High Schools Club or whatever Iran Host Club. Or on high school host club. There Get we it go. fucking right. I don't care about that shitty anyway. 
yeah it, it's just it's interesting to me that death note is a lot of like starter anime a lot of people I mean, like just started it just like then. the edgiest anime to start with it's it is not, i mean it's not only the edginess i think also it's like one of these shows that the anime aspect of it is not very prominent there aren't a lot of like you know slapstick comedy and just like very you know just over the top animation in terms of like you know mm. this guy is very uh, it's like prominent in in terms of his uh, personality quirk, I mean, the most anime uh, aspect of it, I feel, is L and Misa. And aside from now, okay. it's, like, super grounded, you know? I think that's why it's very easy to get people to give it a try, because it's not to, I guess, normies that weird, you know? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, because, like, when I was, well, when I first started getting into anime it wasn't very easy to get like in the mid nineties, it was mm. fucking impossible to get. Like you had to get these, unless it was a Ghibli movie, it, you had to get it from some shady ass person with a VHS copy of, you know, a fan sub, or you had to actually just get the ja- the Japanese version without subtitles, you know, e- imported from overseas. Um, and then like when I, the first anime I can ever really remember talking about with other people in any capacity was the original Full Metal Alchemist. Because when I started high school in 2004, um, I remember a lot of people were actually talking about that shit. Mm. And like, not even people that were like super into anime. They just like really liked the show for the show. Because yeah. it's got and a that was, banger like, the first OP, time dude. I re- realized that this could actually be <laughs> something cool that you could talk with other people about. Ready, steady, can hold me back. Yes. <laughs> Ready, steady, give me good luck. I think it's because back then it was like it was the very first thing that aired on Toonami. Like when that the, the block started, it was always Full Metal Alchemist would come on. So Toonami was that big in, for you guys? I would assume. Yeah. Right? So that's something that yeah. keeps coming up in conversations. A lot, a lot of people, especially a lot of people my age, when they started getting into anime in the late 90s, early 2000s, a lot of people attribute Toonami with getting them into anime. Mm. So the thing about Toonami was that it was the, like, the teenage, the senin, like, 14, 13-year-old, like, mm. block of anime. It also had, like, younger anime on it as well, but it had, like, the, the better anime, you know? Mm. Yeah. Because quality shit. Because prior to that, uh, what Americans have, we had like four kids, right? The Saturday cartoon block, which is yeah. four kids TV. It was like, you know, your typical Pokemon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Sonic. Uh, Captain Falcon was on there too, F-Zero. I remember yeah. that. And, uh, you know, just typical stuff. But then after four kids, we had Toonami, which was this block of time. Like it's it's after 8.30 and it's right before Adult Swim starts, which was at like 10.30 or 10. Mm. 11 11 so we had like a almost a two hour almost a three hour block of like kind of older than four kids anime but not necessarily like mature anime yet so yeah. a lot of people would stay up and watch that like that's what i did and that's just how americans did it like that's how our tv was and mm. uh, that's something i did want to ask like for someone who is a westerner but you're you know obviously you're not american like, yeah. did you guys have programs like that, like Four Kids and Toonami as well? Or did you just have, like, a block of, like, here's these cartoon shows mashed together? Yeah, so, like, so, uh, as I mentioned before, we we have this, uh, like, there was this one uh, kids ch- uh, channel that had all these, all these different kind of programs for uh, kids, obviously. 
and yeah. some of them like western shows uh, some of them anime and mm-hmm. most all of, i mean not even most all of them were dubbed uh, in hebrew Uh, funnily enough, including the OPs to some of these shows, so we got the Chala... <laughs> Wait, we, they were actually dubbed in Hebrew? Yeah, yeah. So we got... We Holy got ch- shit. We, unlike funny. you guys, unlike you guys, we get, we had Chala Head Chala, only it was dubbed in Hebrew, which was pretty sick. Um, also, Card Kept the Sakura and all that stuff. So mo- I want to hear Ash huh. Ketchum's voice in Hebrew now. Uh, let, remind me after we stop recording. I will send you a clip. It's pretty weird. <laughs> oh my god, I want to see that. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's, that's super crazy because like for for us in America, we have four kids, and I remember that's uh, Saturday. That was on Q13 for us, right? Mm-hmm. Q13 Fox is my channel in Washington, but we also yeah. had other cartoon channels. Like not all our cartoons were on the same channel. We had no, uh, like, yeah. We had, like, way more different. Like, we had the Nickelodeon tunes was its own channel. Disney was its own channel. And then Cartoon Network was its own channel, which was basically the raunchier version of yeah. the former. Like, Nickelodeon and Disney are, like, kid baby stuff. And then yeah. Cartoon yeah, Network I mean, we was, did, like, the raunchy stuff. We, and then they, they we, also had the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bloomberg. That was a TV channel, too. We did have, a, like, a, a few different uh, kids' channels. But from what I re- can recall... Most of the anime, if not all of them, were, like, actually, it was, uh, I think that was in one one channel, uh, which is actually pretty interesting that none of the other, like, channels actually got any anime. Uh, but there were a few, it just this one specifically, for some reason, uh, had, that was the only one that had anime, actually. It's huh. just wild to know that there's anime dubbed in Hebrew. Like, is that something that's dude, still done? Dude, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean... You, yeah, there is still. Um, again, once we stop recording, I'll send you fucking the. I gotta the, see dude, some of this dude, shit. The second OP of Card 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 Captain Sakura in Hebrew is actually pretty late. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this. Like, I know that there's uh, obviously I know that there's other dubs besides English, but I, I feel like that Hebrew is such a niche market that they wouldn't bother I mean, making a dub. Is it though? Does like. Uh, I, I don't know how many million of children here, so you would assume like the programming would. Like they would yeah, want like, it to be in Hebrew. I feel like localization is always just up to the people who want to spend the money, right? Because that's how True. it works. I guess, yeah. It's yeah. not the parent company that's going to be spending the money on localization unless they want to push to that market. It's the other people who want to localize it who are like, hey, we'll give you a certain cut of our money and that's it. <laughs> they don't have to do anything. We'll do everything. We'll give you a cut of the money, right? True. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah. I remember, so I also, there was a public access channel that also played anime, but it was always in Chinese. It was the weirdest thing. Really? Yeah, it was in Chinese, and sometimes it was in Japanese. It was a, it was a, just a random public access channel that we had. I think it was run by college people that were just playing anime because they felt like playing anime. <laughs> But, yeah, it's, it's just, it made me remember that, finally. I was like, oh, that's right. I never watched it because it, it wasn't in English. So I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm not going to read cartoons. That's stupid. <laughs> I was a little yeah. mad Have I ever then. told you... Have I ever told you the story about the first time I actually watched the original Ghost in the Shell movie? No. Ooh. Damn titties. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> there are titties in it. Um, Cyber titties. I was nine years old. <laughs> I was nine years old, which is far too young to watch the original Ghost in the Shell movie. Uh, That's how old um, I was when I saw those anime fish titties in uh, Blue Submarine number nine. Oh, dear. You know, Blue and Submarine. here you are now. <laughs> We talked about that in the other episode a long We time did, ago. And there, there, again, there's that crippling hentai addiction. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's crippling, but it's not like I check it every, well. <laughs> <laughs> What is now? <laughs> um, 
But no, uh, so back in the day when there used to be like, because a lot of the first anime I watched were movies. Okay. I mean, like the first two or three anime that I watched were Ghibli movies. The first anime series I watched was Neon Genesis Evangelion mm. when I was also nine years old. Far too young to watch that. Um, how the fuck would you want to watch Ava? <laughs> yeah, how did you watch that that final episode? <laughs> uh, I didn't think about it too much, to be honest with you. I mean, as a kid, you're like, oh, explosion, nice colors, yay. Oh, uh, looks like mechas, <laughs> fighting, crying, hey, look like giant robots. I like giant robots. Death. Oh, yeah. why is her mom hanging from the ceiling? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh. Why, why are there people hanging from the ceiling? Oh, wait, colors. Uh, no, so the first time I actually watched uh, Ghost in the Shell, was at a movie theater at like 11:30 at night. So back in the day, there used to be movie theaters, like independently run movie theaters, that the like the people who ran them would sometimes show anime movies late at night. And that the only way you could get in was to you know you had to be 18 or plus. Um, but you were nine. I know my cousin snuck me in. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it was the '90s. People didn't check for IDs that much back then. <laughs> I, I just imagine check a, the ID of a nine-year-old. Nine <laughs> <laughs> you see anyway, Alex stacked up with another nine-year-old, right? Yeah, I was. I was in a trench, coat. <laughs> a trench coat stacked up, like three people on top of me. Nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah, I'm a businessman. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was told I was businessman. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was told I was snuck in. But anyway, I like to think that I was. Uh, but that's how I saw it. That's the first time I saw Ghost in the Shell. Like I was snuck into a movie theater to watch it very late at night. Well, you heard it here on. first, FBI. When you sh- eventually shut us down, Alex committed fraud. You can arrest him. <laughs> he lives in Florida. <laughs> There's so many other better FBI. Open up. Me. <laughs> well, this brings me to. Our next point about reminiscing about all this stupid shit is what keeps everyone liking anime. Because obviously, we've all started watching anime at a young age, but it's also been quite a number of years since we've realized what anime is. You know, like, shit, Natai, you've been watching anime for like four years since you realized what anime was, but I've been Mm. watching it for like ten years and yeah. Alex probably like 20 years or something he's ancient so <laughs> thank, thank you John <laughs> but what keeps you coming back for more why are you fueling this addiction hentai for me in particular it's it's something i like animation in general it's not just anime like i also like you know cartoons like i'll i'll be honest i fucking there's some disney movies i fucking love okay um, moana is a really good movie bt dubs so is the lion king even though it kind of rips off uh uh kim of the white lion no it doesn't uh, kind of it is kim of the white lion <laughs> it's not i'm not going to get into this <laughs> <laughs> okay um but I have a great respect for people, you know, artists and animators because it's a skill I personally can't do. Like I've tried, I've really, really tried for years now to like hone a skill at, you know, drawing and I oh, can't yeah. do it. Yeah. And like there's, pe- there's people out there who there's people who are actual fucking artists who will say, Oh, it just takes, you know, repetition and, and, you know, getting into it day- every day. And I'm like, yeah, but I've, I did that for like two years one time. And the best I could still do at the end of it was a stick figure. <laughs> really you did two years and the best you could do was a stick figure listen <laughs> yes, he's not very like, good that's what I, he's implying no, I'm here not, I, i'm not like 
and it's it's a great frustration for me because like I'm someone who's creative. Like I can fucking write. I like to think I'm a good writer. Maybe I'm shit. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I can visualize. <laughs> Shut Bad up. I'm, I'm trying to be humble. <laughs> I'm trying to be humble. Here. I'm just saying um, everyone thinks they're an amazing writer until I review their book and then they cry. Oh, you read something I wrote one time, and you said it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but that was because I was sparing. Anyway, we're not getting into anyway. That. Yes, <laughs> um, no, like as someone who I like, I'm, I feel like I'm creative. Like I can come up with these ideas for scenes and characters. Like I can see what I want to draw. I can visualize it, but I can't fucking do it. And that's why I have so much respect for artists and animators that do what they do and do it well. Yeah, because it's something that I can't do. I like seeing people do stuff that I can't do very well. I can understand it's like, that. It's yeah, very impressive. Animation is a fucking labor of love, right? Like we all talk we've talked about this a lot before, but the animation industry is pretty shit in Japan yeah. and basically everywhere else. Uh they don't get paid a lot and they get overworked, but they love doing it and I love watching it. Like I, I completely agree with that. Like these artists and these animators, they put a lot of effort into their work and it's amazing to watch it translate to the screen, right? It's yep. always good to see that. I 100% understand what you're talking about. That's what keeps me coming back. Um, yeah, I really like, I mean, obviously the art style is the main difference between it and everything else um, that I really like, um, especially how cute it makes the boys look. <laughs> um, and speaking of boys, I do like that a lot of men in anime have are more feminine than what you see in western productions and i'm not talking about oh traps. yeah <laughs> no, no no like <laughs> you, you bring up a very valid point like this western ideology of like what a man needs to be is like super manly burly like old rugged whiskey tugging tobacco uh-huh. smoking it's like no it's like gaston from uh beauty and the beast yeah it, it, exactly yeah, that's much. like the that's how western animators have just been creating men they need to be strong figures and all that stuff and it's just nice to get a break from that yeah i do like the eastern perspective on gender norms that's uh interesting uh i also am happy to uh watch a story that does not involve a white man explaining (laughs) to me how he lives his white life okay which a lot of (laughs) listen i'm a person of color i can complain about this (laughs) which a lot of western productions um are about and i'm i mean honestly personally i'm just oversaturated with that story so um anime was a def was a break from that so i appreciate that aspect of it as well um i also like how how often anime does fantasy and adventure stories just because it's the animation genre so it leans towards more fantastical stories and it does well with those stories and i find Mm -hmm. those types of stories very interesting um if you do those kind of stories in live action you know this you need a high budget for it and because if you do it low budget the special effects are going to look so bad that you can't even watch the show so well and in animation your your special effects budget is your animation budget. exactly so they can get away with a moderate budget and still tell an interesting story so 
uh, it's it's cool to see. It's basically very. It's a very different genre. There's like a, such a larger fantasy and adventure genre in anime than uh, in live action American television because it's just easier for them to do it, so they can do a much uh, larger variety of it. So in that aspect, you know, anime offers that unique experience. And the last thing, and maybe the most important thing, is that. The anime industry is like so, it's so different than Hollywood and the American television industry in that I find that there's so much more creative freedom and like stuff that you would never see greenlit in America is like greenlit every fucking day in Japan. And <laughs> yeah, no, it's this species reviewers cough. There's bad, the, I mean, it could be bad, it could be good, but. You know, I it's it's very entertaining to see what bullshit can be thrown on the screen, <laughs> and it keeps me on my toes. So uh, that as well is something I appreciate about anime. Okay, yeah. How about you, Natai? Um, I always was fascinated by like how the Japan has this very different sensibility in terms of like storytelling and how they craft their stories it's something that i still don't think i can like put a finger on specifically what it is but i remember at the time when like right before i watched death note and i would watch all these different western tv shows some of them were really spectacular like breaking bad daredevil whatever and but there was just a lot of shit that felt like you know, wasting your time doesn't really most of like it's forty five minutes doesn't really doesn't feel like it's really respecting respecting your time, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have a whole lot to say. And and in anime, I mean, it's also nice that it's like episodes are shorter and like you have more than more often than not you have these very complete series that aren't too long, which I also really like. But aside from all of these, it's I always found it interesting how you can have all of these like very bombastic shows that at the core of them are just very super fucking intimate stories uh, about their characters. I mean, we you mentioned Evangelion before, but that show is about the end of the world and all, but at the core of it, it's about a guy who is just depressed. And that's something... Not that just I, a guy, a teenager, yeah, right? <laughs> a teenager who is depressed. And that's something I never encountered before. I never got that out of Western TV. I never yeah. got, yeah, I never got the just bonkers filmmaking of Bacano out of anything I watched on Western television. I never got the just the just sheer emotional range I got out of uh, Your Line April in anything I watched prior to anime. And it's so wonderful that each of these shows that I listed is so vastly different from the other. And that diversity is something you you can see on a seasonal basis i mean sure you have all these cliches and stuff and tropes that we come to know and love or hate but you you see the shit that's like being aired seasonally and it's crazy how different it is from something you watched like a few months ago and Mm. but yeah there's just something so special about it i love it (laughs) 
all of you have been putting tidbits of like why I love and still come back to anime as well, right? I love mm. the creative art form. I love how much creative freedom they have because you could, you literally could have anything. Like, <laughs> you you have a guy or uh, you have a restaurant that isekais and people from different fantasy novel areas and tropes come and eat at this fucking restaurant, and it's super stupid, but I fucking love it. And it's like I've I've never heard of something as stupid as that in Western television. Okay, that sounds so stupid, right? And fantastical. And it's like there, there's a lot of depth to a lot of these shows. Like I think about shows like Anohana, right? Like this is this yeah. is an anime, and then you think about watching Anohana or like Clannad or stuff like that. Like we we get adult dramas like that, sure, occasionally, but it just hits you different because it's not just it's not adults portraying this, right? In these films, they're they're teenagers, they're high schoolers, right? And it just it hits you closer to home, and there's a lot more depth to it, and it's just like. Everything that goes into making anime for me, when I get to see the animation, when I see the hard work the voice actors put in, because as a lot of people probably know, if you've been listening for a while, I prefer Japanese dub over English dub like 99% of the time because the voice actors do a phenomenal job. Like they, they're like our actors who get paid millions of dollars minus the millions of dollars to play roles in movies like have you ever noticed that a bunch of the very amazing voice acting in video games or in your movies animated movies are done by professional actors because voice acting is acting as a career and the japanese people just seem like they take it a lot more seriously like we do have a handful of good uh english voice dubbers like i love yuri lowenthal uh johnny young bosch is amazing steve Um, blum I don't, I don't know which characters he plays, but Spike Spiegel. <laughs> Spike Spiegel. Oh shit! Yeah, see. So you know, we we do have a handful of good voice actors, but it's just nowhere near as good as the Japanese art. And I, I just love seeing that passion, right? These people who put all their work out there for us to just fucking watch as entertainment. It's amazing, man. Like, the reason I started this was just because I just had this thought that came back to me my older sister asked me a long time ago why do you like anime like you only watch anime why do you like it so much what's so cool about these cartoons and you know it, it made me think it's made me think for a long time about that question why do i like anime and i think about it well i don't just like anime you know i, I watch regular shows <clears throat> i watch dramas I, I watch netflix stuff youtube series like i watch live actions i'm not just watching anime but i do watch a lot of anime in comparison to the other things and it's it's really just everything about it you know it's my preferred medium i love watching cartoons i've always loved watching cartoons and i was told when i was younger that i'd grow out of watching cartoons and here i am 27 year fucking old i still love watching cartoons and anime like it's just my preferred medium they they're a great medium to tell stories they have so much more depth and you know we've talked about this before but it, it's growing this market is growing there's more adult animation coming out not just in anime but in western cartoons and it's because, castlevania is a great example of that yeah castlevania yeah. is a fucking great example of that it's because animation isn't just for kids anymore like in the west animation used to be just for kids but it's growing a lot bigger and I just, I love all this effort that people put into making these shows. And I hate, you know, you hate to hear it when you hear about these studios not being paid. Uh, like, 
I think it was the Attack on Titan episode you guys were talking about. Um, Studio Wit didn't get any sales right from the yeah bl- mm-hmm. from the uh, sales Blu-ray. of the DVDs or the Blu-ray yeah. the Blu-rays, yeah. and that's why they dropped fucking Attack on Titan. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think that's part of the reason. But yeah, but they were founded to do Attack on Titan. Like that was their baby. They're the ones who made it as big as it is now. And then they have to drop it because they're not making money. That's so fucked up, you know. You can thank the production committee system for that bullshit. And yeah. it's just it's it's a it's a damn shame that all these artists are putting their time, effort, and tears into creating something so wonderful and not getting enough out of it. But you know that's one of the other aspects that just draws me to anime. This passion that they have for making these shows, like. Sure, we have shows that they're <laughs> clearly just cash grabs, right? They're, they're just trying to sell something. We have plenty of shows like that. But there's also a lot of shows, not just a handful, but other shows that just want a shot. They want to tell a good story. They think they have a good story. They have a good setting. And, you know, they try to entertain us. And that's it's just, yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think you can see that what you're specifically talking about um, in the increasing amount of anime original series that are coming out. And I have recently just started loving more and more anime original series. Like, it's just, it's amazing when someone can put themselves out there and then other people help them realize their dream to bring it to others. You know, it's it's an amazing thing. You know, it's just, like, anime isn't just for kids, and it's a medium that's just for entertainment, right? It's as good as any other show, like, any other show anyone else can be enjoying. It's just as good, if not better. Like, I wouldn't say it's superior because, you know, I still like, again, live action stuff. I'm not a purist like that. Like, oh, animes, way better. Like, no. Forget all what that. Are the, what are those I 3D love it. girls about? <laughs> John, I love it when you do your neck beard impression. It's just, it's so spot on. It's like you, you, you live it. I have lived it. <laughs> I am a neckbeard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, like what anime means to me is just, it's just my preferred form of entertainment. I just like it. Okay. There's really no deeper meaning than I like looking at cartoons. I think they're funny. I think they can be amazing. I've felt a range of emotions watching shows like Anohana and Clannad. You know, I, I tear up and stuff when I still watch Clannad, even though I know the ending, because it's like, it's just impactful storytelling. And it doesn't matter that it's anime. It could have been, honestly, if it was live action and actors could have pulled that off, I probably would have loved it just as much. But it's, you know, again, it's that passion that reignites me and just like, oh, I love this, you know? Just that, you feel it in your fucking soul. Yeah. I mean, and going back to something you said a little bit ago, it a lot of that has to do with, getting emotional about anime has to do with how passionate the voice actors are. Yeah. The Japanese voice actors. Because they sell these characters to you. It, yeah. But it's it's like it's it's more than that. It's like it's a, it's just such a wonderful collaboration because you can feel the passion for the voice actors from the music, from the animation itself, from everything. It like comes together to this just create this like singular thing that is so like, you know, it touches your heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I like how you were taking over the hosting duties there for a second, Sean. I, I, I look, listen, listen. We're like forty minutes in, and we're only halfway through the damn list. Okay, 
<laughs> and then I ranted for like ten minutes about why I love anime. And so I know. Anyway, so is is there anyone? So kind of branching off of what John said about what anime means to him, do any of you actually consider it to be a fundamental fundamental part of who you are? Obviously, John does. I do now, you know, and it 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 used to not be because I I was going to ask this later, but uh, when I was growing up, you really couldn't be like out with your anime. In, like where I was at because people would look at you weird like oh you like anime like you're typical you, fucking weirdo yeah like I'm not shitting you like the people who were open about liking anime were those weirdo neckbeard convention goers that everyone that the stereotype is based off of I shit you not like the stench or, and or all. it was the it was the hyper uh introverted people who you thought was going to come to school with a gun I wouldn't oh, say that God. for our people, for for where I grew up, but it was definitely the the stinky neckbeards, and mm. yeah, everyone else Y'all, that I knew. If you can afford a fucking PVC figure, you can afford a stick of deodorant. Use that shit <laughs> for real. But yeah, everyone else I knew was just like <laughs> the stinky people, and they were just the weirdos, the outcasts. No one really wanted to talk to them, so I couldn't be open about liking anime. You know, and the very few people that I found that loved it with a passion like I did, they kept it extremely secret. And it just, it's just shitty, you know, not to be, not to not be able to express who you really are is a really shitty time, you know, especially in your uh, fucking formulative, formative, whatever the fucking word is, years. (laughs) I don't know. Formative. Formative. Thank you. (laughs) Me no English well. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, in my formative years, I couldn't express who I was all the time. And that sucked, man, because when I got into anime, I was fucking 14. Like, this is right at puberty, right when I was supposed to, like, try to fit in. And it was really hard for me to come to terms with, like, being me now. Like, with, we're, I'm a fucking editor of a podcast. I sit here and talk about fucking anime all the time. I have so many posters and shit now. Like, I'm not afraid to say I love anime, you know? When I have a shrine to Miku, I have, I have a Miku shrine. Okay, like I'm not afraid <laughs> to tell people at work. Oh yeah, I've got an anime podcast. Oh yeah, I like anime. Like it's who I am. Just as and the much crazy as- thing is that now when you do that, there will be other people when you say that. It's like you, me too. <laughs> yeah, anime is so mainstream now, man. They don't. They never suffered like us. They are not true <laughs> anime fans. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it's fundamental now. Like, I love going to conventions. I love this fucking the weeb culture. I love being so engrossed in something that I could do hours of research. It's just fucking fun, man. This is passion. This is living life. I will say I'm I'm glad that some parts of the culture have kind of faded into obscurity. Mostly the glomping and yaoi paddles. I'm really glad that's over with. I, I have no fucking <laughs> idea what yaoi paddles and glomping are. So be thankful. <laughs> Again, I had to hide my weebness during this that era. So mm. I was also like not open about anime or even games when I was in high school. I was like, I can't play games. I can't watch anime because that's what nerds do. And I'm not a <laughs> nerd. I am a cool, popular person. And I could never be seen. Those losers. yeah no i I completely understand that looking back i like totally regret it like man if if i just like was open about it i could have just like had fun with all the other people in my school that liked anime and played games but no i had to keep it to myself 
And now I'm talking to you it's, guys, and uh, <laughs> I totally now don't we talk to every second of it. <laughs> we talk to strangers on the internet about anime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, not only did you, do you talk to us, you've actually met us in person. <laughs> well, not Natai, but me and John. One day. Yeah, one day. that's true. Literally one year after meeting you guys, or meeting, yeah, being part of this podcast, I met Alex, right? <laughs> yeah, you flew you flew to Florida and stayed at my house for a week. Mm. After just knowing him for a year because we were so into anime. God, see, I could have got murdered by Alex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good times. Did he um, try to so- take you to his secret holo dungeon? <laughs> yes. Did he try yeah, to put a holo on you? I tried I tried to indoctrinate him into the religion, but he was having none of it. I don't know, right? The first day I got there, I, I passed out, and I did wake up with a sore bum. I had no idea. <laughs> was it leaking? I stuck an apple up there. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, you um, shouldn't trivialize man rape. That's terrible. We're, I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, it's interesting that you guys, like, how you talk about uh, the spirit, like, because... When I was in high school and got into anime and was also into games and stuff, like I, I was never, I never tried to hide it. But I guess I wasn't like you know, I wasn't screaming from the rooftops or anything. Just like <laughs> if, if people asked me about, it, I was like, yeah, I watch this and stuff. But also, I had like a very good, uh, close group of friends that also watched anime and played games. So I had my, I guess, outlet to just you know be myself. Yeah, um, so like, I am grateful for that, and some of them I uh, are still some of my best friends. I'm still in contact with them, and like I'm grateful for that period of time because I never felt like I was expected to behave in this and enjoy certain things. I was like, yeah, just you know, you like what you like, and it's fine. Nobody actually gives a shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I th- I count myself lucky in that regard because I actually had a close group of friends, like two or three of them, who were also really into anime like in late middle school early high school for me so that made it a lot easier um i never really hit it so much like i never intentionally hit it um i just never really talked about the like pop culture stuff that i was into with a lot of people uh until i got into like middle school and like really early into high school um but i never really intentionally tried to hide it i, I certainly never hid it from my parents well, I know some people do that. Yeah. from their parents. Mm. Why? I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because their parents are hyper religious. Show. Yeah, that that's a big point too. There's like a one of. I talked about this before. Or actually, I don't, no, we were talking about this earlier when I was mentioning it. But yeah, like I I was into sports. I liked cars. I liked shoes, girls, and like, you know, typical high schooler, middle schooler stuff, right? I think you still like a lot of those things. I do. I still do. But you know, it Especially wasn't girls' o- part. It wasn't a well. Now it can go either way. But <laughs> we're not talking about my sexuality today. We're talking about how I had this like image in my mind where I had I couldn't like these nerdy things, these things that were embarrassing because no one liked it when they found out I liked cartoons. Like it was a kid thing. Like it was okay for girls to still watch cartoons and like Hello Kitty and cute stuff. But I couldn't like be expressive about how I loved cute things. Right? I love small cute things. I love dogs. I love little cats, little kittens, and little just baby goats and baby everythings. Right? Except humans. Humans are gross. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I couldn't be that guy. And I remember one of one of the head coach's sons was, was super into Naruto and Bleach. And 
he's like you know your typical quarterback and he was super secretive about it like his dad didn't even know he liked anime but i remember after football practice one day i was um talking to one of my friends about bleach and then he just just chimed in talking about he's like, you guys talking about bleach and i was like yeah man do you watch bleach he's like oh dude i read it i was like oh my god me too and then like we just had a blast just shooting the shit for like 30 minutes after practice just talking about this thing that we like and enjoyed together but like he he was someone who had to hide it you know and that's the type of people i was around like i couldn't be open about it and it just fucking sucks man like, I'm so happy that people don't have to deal with that to this day, at least not to the degree we did, where we had to, yeah, or at least where I had degree. to fucking hide it. Like, yeah. you, I wasn't certainly allowed. Not to the degree I did. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to like what I liked because it was contradictory. Like, now my friends look at me, they're like, this guy likes shooting guns. He loves fucking barbecue, smoking cigars, riding motorcycles. He loves hunting, but he fucking loves computers. He loves games. He's a fucking nerd for anime. He loves all things cute. It's like, it's contradictory, right? Here's the mm. rugged manly man stuff that I was I, I grew up with knowing that this is what a man does. And I learned to love it. I learned to love the outdoors, sports, and just all that stuff. I learned to just appreciate things in my life that I like doing. And it just, I couldn't bring both worlds together until now where I'm like, I do whatever the fuck I want, man. And that's what this is really about. Like, this is why we do this podcast. We just do what the fuck we want because we like doing it because we like doing watching anime and just doing this this stupid shit and <laughs> talking about it yeah because it's so like it's just so fun it's why yeah. why do you have to repress yourself right and it's amazing that in 2020 you're allowed to do this shit now men are allowed to be emotional they're allowed to like whatever they like girls are allowed to like whatever everyone's allowed to like what they like <laughs> as long as you're not hurting nobody who cares yeah uh, so i do have to ask because this has become inexorably linked to anime when did you guys become aware of the existence of manga and light novels because most people that get into anime get into anime first and don't get into it through manga and light novels at least in the west oh yeah like anime was definitely the first step uh i had manga given to me so i like after i got into anime so it was pretty relatively quick like i, I learned very quickly that manga is like the source and then anime is the afterthought but I didn't have any manga that I really cared that much about. It wasn't until like later in high school that I started reading more manga, like uh, Soul Eater. I started reading Soul Eater. Started reading. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> well, because I not not just Soul Eater, but Soul Eater was like the one that my friend from high school. She was super into anime and super like open about it. She's the one who got me into that, and also shoujo manga. But I I read Naruto and Bleach after I finished watching the anime, so it was pretty soon. Like, right after I finished the animes, I was like, I need more. I need my fix, man. Fucking just, what? It's from a manga? What's a ma I don't care. Read. Read all. This is the same shit. Got my People never, people got my never fix. believe me when I, people never believe me when I say what my first manga was. Because they always, they assume it's going to be something shown in like Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, something like that. My first manga was Chobits. I was about to say <laughs> Chobits. Oh my God. What? <laughs> but the very first manga I ever read was Chopin's. Dude, shoujo manga. All right, fuck everybody else. This is another thing I've always struggled with. You know, I love shoujo manga. I fucking adore that shit. Okay? I have a heart of a maiden. All right? Like, oh, God, shoujo manga. I think but, my... Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. And then light novels came way later. Like, light novels and web novels, I actually just discovered, like, five years ago. 
<laughs> oh. and the first the first light novel I think I, I ever read was probably the Monogatari series. Uh, how Same. did I find like I don't know, dude. Like I remember my very first one was Mushoko Tensai, and it was when I just started um, here on the podcast when I met Jason because mm. he's the one who started like talking to me about like web novels and light novels, and I started reading source material. The original czar of source material. <laughs> Jason was, really. He's the one who got me into it. So that that's, like, again, that was, like, five or six years ago. It's very recent I just got into light novels. Mm. And I don't regret it. I love light novels. What about you, Sho? Uh, well, my first manga was Onani Master Kurosawa. Because <laughs> 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 I heard it was, like, so great. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll read it. And it's relatively short. It's, like, 31 chapters. So I'm like, okay. Mm. Um, it's a very unconventional one to start with, but I didn't like. I really liked it at the time. I don't know why, um, but like looking back, that's not really my genre. It was like romance, eh. and yeah, I didn't start reading manga. I still don't read that much manga. Um, yeah, but I didn't start reading manga until much later, and I didn't really stick with it. I just don't have the attention span for it. I'm just like a zoomer. I can't just sit down and read a book, okay? I need to go, go, go. Um, and the first light novel I read, I'm trying to figure out the name of it. Oh, my God. Something about Z- a box. Something about zero. Oh, my God. The zero, the one that you said that had the highest score and you tried to get me to read. And I said the first yeah. fucking volume was super boring. I like that the first one. volume. What is wrong? It was so boring. <laughs> oh my god, you're so yeah. uncultured. I am. I love fucking just basic bitch isekai novels. So <laughs> you're not wrong. Oh, it's called. Uh-huh. Oh no, I'm, I'm. It's getting here. Okay, the empty box and the zeroth Maria. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and I like would recommend it. I have watched. I have sorry, not watched. Listen, I have read one volume, and I would recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the first volume. Listen, get out of here. Listen, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, whatever. I know Natai. I know his first experience with light novels was definitely the Monogatari series yeah. because he told me it was. <laughs> yeah, mainly because I love Kizu, and I was like, yeah, I need to read the book now. Um, I like. I was. I think I was aware of manga from kind of like after watching Death Note and then just talking to friends who recommended it to me and they were like, yeah, it's based on a manga and this and that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So pretty fairly on, like I knew about it. Um, I just never read much manga because I prefer watching anime. But the first manga I did read was Berserk because uh, what can you do? There isn't much anime of it. Um, <laughs> And while I don't consume much of my Japanese media <laughs> from manga, I do uh, respect the fuck out of it because there's just so much skill that goes into it. And it, it blows my mind whenever I, I read any chapter of Berserko Jojo or any just other manga. It just it blows my mind. The thing that does that did take a while for me to wrap my head around was light novels because like, I remember... I think it was be- because of Sword Art Online that I know of light novels. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Was yeah. it chapter 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, the time that, was a chapter 16.5. That two that and a half can't... years of pent up semen. And um, John, that came later. Um, <laughs> it was just, you know, just people, someone recommended the SAO and I watched it. So it was like, okay. And people said, yeah, it's based on a light novel. And I'm like, what's a light novel? Oh, it's just, you know, it's a book. And I was like, so it's a book. What is? <laughs> For the longest time, I was trying to figure out like what's the thing about light novels that makes them light novels. And then I guess I just sort of, uh, you know, just learn more and more about it. It's like, oh, okay, I guess this is it. And yeah, then I bought Kizu and I loved it. Uh, I again, I don't consume any light novels in manga, but I do respect the shit out of it. Are so you you have a chance to blow my mind again? Are there? Uh fan translating or fan translation circles for manga that do it in Hebrew? That's a good question. I actually don't know, but I can look into it because so, you could blow my mind again. If you find me a Hebrew version of like fucking berserk. Yeah. I mean, I know there are some, there are websites that like fan fan subs in Hebrew of anime I don't know if there are fans, uh, uh, like, you know, translations of manga to Hebrew, but I will look into it because I'm curious hmm. now. I mean, on a side note about that, like, I know that uh, there's a lot of Russian, a lot of French. French people love fucking manga, dude. Like, mm. you, in the Western culture, the one country, one Western country that buys it more than America, like the Americas, I guess, would be France. It's like right up there. It's actually super insane. They love that shit. Um, and it's funny because I met my family, my cousins that I've never met before in my life from France. And when they came here, they were watching pretty, uh, the, uh, yeah, pretty cure in, um, Mm. in, you know, it's in Japanese, but it had French dub or French subtitles. And I was like, oh my God, it's pretty cure. (laughs) Like what's dope. That's so, it's crazy. And then, you know, you always see like the, the, the Spanish, the Italian, uh, French, like it's I'll tell you Russian. what, if you want a if you want a good time, I just even whether you speak the language or not, the Spanish language dub of Death Note, it's it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. What? It is amazing because they got telenovela actors to do the the dub, and it's so they're super amazing. dramatic, aren't they? They're super dramatic. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's like it's like Ellie. So Akira, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say I I definitely transitioned into way more manga and light novels than anime now. Like I used to be anime purist. Now I'm like I watch three seasons or three different animes a season, and I read. That's your quota. Yeah, and I read. <laughs> I have a fucking list. It's like 250 something different things I'm reading. And every day I check on my manga aggregate site for new releases for what I'm reading. And I just keep reading those every single day I do this. It takes like an hour to two hours out of my day where after I'm done with work, I'll come home, get up on my fucking Firefox, open up my manga aggregate site and look through what I'm what's updated so far of things I'm reading. And light novels and web novels are completely different. So what I do with those is that I find a series I like, then I binge read it. <laughs> until i'm done and then when i catch up to the translations i completely forget about it until like three years later or something so then i can binge read it again 
Girl, you need to That's... link me that aggregate site because <laughs> when Kiss Manga went down, I'm like, bye. I'm not reading manga anymore. Um, the we o- here at Anime Club After Dark do not condone pirating in any any form. We don't. Well, we can't. We do not. not even up anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do know that a lot of translators like using manga decks. I like using manga decks. Their UI is really good. They have this option so you can read it in a long strip like Webtoon. And I fucking adore that. Fuck clicking off pages, dude. Long strip, <laughs> 100% all the way. But and if you have an account, it'll bookmark. Spreads? Oh, then it'll just zoom out. Okay. But, I mean, usually when they do two-page spreads, they split it off into... They'll do the spread of two pages, and then they'll split it off left and right anyway, so fucking who cares? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't understand. I mean, it's great that they give you the spread, but it's like you're going to give us the scan of the right and left page anyway, so (laughs) why did you bother with the spread? But I guess it looks better that... Whatever. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're way past the hour mark now so i'll just i'll finish this up by asking a question that i think a lot of us probably have the same answer to um so recently there have been a lot of uh live action adaptations of anime manga light novels and the like uh how do we feel about this uh honestly i hate live actions of everything <laughs> in general but it depends so um itazura and the kiss uh fool's prank kiss or whatever the fucking english translation was mm. i remember when that translated to a drama it was okay but that was because the anime itself was like just a rom-com high school drama so it honestly didn't need to be anime to be good and the actors portrayed it decently well but mm. i obviously preferred the anime because I t- the reaction face is just funnier in anime you know like you can't do oh. that in live action <laughs> And I, I think I think it's there's a distinction to be made here, like between Japanese live action adaptations and like Hollywood live action adaptations. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about Japanese live action adaptation, which yeah. is still pretty bad. Like the Bleach movie that just came out, the Death Note movie, uh, the Tokyo Cool live action, the, the Attack on Titan live action. The uh, okay, I'm gonna <laughs> 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 All live action live dramas. Action. Live action dramas are okay by my book. They're okay. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of more referring to the, the Hollywood you know, recent influx of Hollywood live action mm. adaptations of anime and manga. So, I mean, there's some of them recently that have been a mixed bag, although you can say that there have been some, you know, back in the day looking at you, Dragon Ball Evolution, that were just god awful and should just be burnt with a fucking flamethrower. Doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. It, what? It doesn't exist. But then you have, <clears throat> you have more recent editions like, um, the Alita Battle Angel live action adaptation, which I thought was actually pretty decent. I still haven't seen it because I haven't read it, so I don't really. Mm. <laughs> but you I, my, also my have... biggest my biggest like complaint about it is that they tried to to like cram way too much into a single movie, and they they set it up to have a sequel anyway. So I mean, why did they try to cram so damn much into the first movie if they thought they were going to make another one? I think there's room for these live-action adaptations from Hollywood, even though most of them are garbage. It just, it just, it seems like, like people approach them and don't understand that anime and live-action are completely different mediums, each mm-hmm. w- with its own strengths. So it's just, I, I really don't understand how, with all of this money, they don't understand that they need to approach it just 
let's just make a good movie first before you know it's oh it's an adaptation yeah but make sure your movie is actually good as a, as a film yeah and make sure so, your story is good first yeah. and foremost so there is room for that and you know I, I'm I probably shouldn't but I am I know Netflix is making a a cowboy bebop show which yeah. is probably not gonna be good but I do want it to be good because you know it is still at the end of the day like it's a, it's Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. I love it. It's a fucking classic. Yeah. But then you have something like Death Note, which was complete garbage. So, you know. It's... Okay. That wasn't complete garbage because <laughs> only because Will played Defoe. a really good Ryuke. Yeah. But uh, that's like five minutes of the entire movie. Let's be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still think Willem Dafoe did a really good job in that role. And they yeah, sure. Just, I like it. If, but... they, if they try and do it again, they should just start with him because he clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, there is room for this. It just, you know, just approach it in the right in the right way and it'll be good. Yeah. Like I think that the Alito uh, adaptation was probably the closest I've ever seen to what you're referring to as doing it in the right way because it was done by someone who was actually passionate about the source material and knew what it meant to people who liked it because he himself liked it. That being who James Cameron. Who directed that? James Cameron. What? Uh, it's a Cameron film. He 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 bought the rights to. I thought he to, only produced uh, it. I know. I know he owns the rights to to the adaptation. Um, gotcha. He bought those rights years ago, like uh, almost two decades ago. That's insane. And he's been sitting on it ever since. So probably just waiting for the tech to catch up, right? Probably, which is what he's kind of famous for. He's like he has these grandiose ideas, and then he looks around. And he's like, "Fuck, I don't have the technology to do this." <laughs> I'll just wait. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that, Natalia, you're right, that you have to have the right mindset going into it. You, I don't think that, for, number one, I don't think anime fans should go into live-action adaptations expecting a one-to-one recreation of the anime or the mm-hmm. manga because you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. And on the same token, people who, like the producers and directors and actors, can't go into this trying to do a one-to-one adaptation of an anime or a manga. The mediums are very different, Um and it's it's not going to translate well when you try and do a one-to-one adaptation. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's hard That's... to copy anime because they do so much weird shit, right? Like, from yeah. the facial expressions to the, like, just how they... Because when you're voice acting, you don't have to physically move your body to do anything. You just... You're... Well, kind of. But you're just voice acting. You know, you're just using yeah. your voice to breathe life into a character. Versus when you're on screen, you have to voice act on top of acting, on top of doing choreography, on top of, like, props, on top of a bunch of other shit. On top of looking like the character you're supposed to be portraying. And it's just difficult, man. That's why, again, the the live dramas that I've seen are pretty easy to do because if they're based on, like, just Kimini Todoke style or Itsura Nupkis style drama, it's just a typical high school drama. You don't really yeah. need too much, but when it comes to like, how, like when I think to about the uh, the Attack on Titan movie, like, how the fuck Ugh. are you gonna make a movie out of that? Like a one to one recreation, like with the three D gear. Like I guess you could make it all three D CGI, but it's gonna look like shit, and it's gonna cost way too yeah. much money to try to make it look good, right? Yeah, it's like I think if you are gonna do a, a live action adaptation of an anime, it needs to be one that's, for lack of a better term, grounded. Um, that's not like, well, I mean, Attack on Titan's a good example because like they're constantly flying around. Um, the the fucking Titans, it, they I mean they already look like a fucking mess in the anime with the CG. <laughs> they're not gonna look any better in a th- in a uh, live action CG. 
I mean, it's got to be something that's grounded. And, like, the the romance and dramas are probably the most grounded. Like, there's a, there's a, a Japanese live-action version of uh, March Comes in Like a Lion. It's not great, but it's still pretty good. And it's pretty good because it's grounded. There's no fantasy elements. There's no, pe- there's no special effects. It's just it's a human story and that's why it's it's not bad but then when you look at the anime you have all of these different scenes that they 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 take advantage of the fact that oh it's anime like mm. i can't remember like in season two there's this whole episode about uh, this uh guy and throughout the episode he has these all these like um um uh fuck what are they called uh some blank you know but like these um <laughs> fuck um uh, he has all these fucks. <laughs> exactly. So many fucks to give. He has all of these... Anyway. <laughs> they have all of this metaphor for him, for like other people weighing him down. And it's all and it's all presented visually in animation without much dialogue. And that's something that can't be done in, like, you know, live action, but not necessarily to the same degree of effectiveness, right? Yeah. So it's like different mediums, different strengths. That's the yeah. whole point. And you have to, as a creator, you have to exploit the strength of the medium you're working in. And that's the biggest problem with, I think, a lot of live-action adaptations of anime, is that they try way way too often to do one-to-one recreations of certain scenes or entire anime, and it's just not going to work. Um, but if they don't do a faithful recreation of the source material... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why is L black? That doesn't make sense. He wants to oh, in the God. anime. I, mean, I liked I Black another... L. I don't know. Why is Edward Elric fucking Japanese? Oh, my God. Whatever. Show. <laughs> yes. Show. Uh, yeah. I think another problem with uh, live action adaptations is that they're trying to uh, recreate a, like, I don't know how long, 12 hour long TV show into a two hour long movie. And that's just, like, you're already set up for failure there. You're not going to tell, like, a proper story at all. Um, Which is going to be interesting because, like, with the Cowboy Bebop thing that's coming, that's not a movie. That's a live-action series. Yeah. Oh. That might turn out better. Is is Yoko Kano doing the music? I I think she is. I hope she is. (laughs) I really (laughs) hope. If not, they should just reuse the music. And I swear to God, if I don't hear Tank... Like I swear to God, it'll I probably didn't... be it'll probably be the ending theme for the show I... instead of the opening. It better be the fucking well. Do, do American live actions even do openings? Hold on now. Yeah, well, they do openings. Well, it dep- yeah, depends. But yeah, it depends. Yeah, I mean, it shows right. Like it's it's hard to compress it, and that and then you get like the trolls like I was voicing that just don't like things because it, oh, it's their own vision. Oh, I don't. Yeah. It's not nothing like the source material. Like, dude, it can't be like the source material. It's a two-hour fucking movie. Um, I will say probably the best example so far I've seen of a Hollywood anime slash manga slash light novel adaptation that was done really really well is uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which is an adaptation of All You Need Is Kill. Yeah, I liked Edge of Tomorrow as much as that I don't really like. Really good, and apparently it's getting a sequel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that that, that was so good. Like, I mean, okay, Tom Cruise isn't a teenager, but he played the role really well. Well, I mean, I don't like Tom Cruise, okay? I don't care for any of the um, (laughs) Mission Impossibles, okay? Um, Okay. Where are you going with this? (laughs) No, just saying. Where are you going with this character assassination, John? (laughs) 
I'm just saying I don't care for Tom Cruise. All right. But I liked Edge of Tomorrow, regardless of Tom Cruise being in it, is all I'm saying. Yeah. But again, that was that was a, a a good example of they actually changed what they were doing to fit the medium they were adapting it for. Yeah, I thought and it was done really well. As a standalone movie, it was fine. It did fine. Like hmm. it's okay for people to make their own standalone versions of movies. You don't have to be a hundred percent faithful, like a one for one shot recreation of the source material. Right. As much as yeah. I would love for everything to be one for one, like you can't translate it a hundred percent all the time. But you need to translate it the best that you can in your artistic vision. And if people don't like your artistic vision, then that's fine. They don't like it. Some someone might, someone won't. You know, it's and just how it is. There's always the original source material. And there's yeah, as long as it's the source true. is exists still exists, people still know about it, it's fine. Like you can take yeah. artistic li- liberties with your fucking translation. Like, do what you want. Make it yours. Make it unique. Make it memorable. Like, don't make it shitty. And a, but I, like, <laughs> I, I mean, a, and a good thing is that even with a bad adaptation, you can still, uh, you can still put a spotlight on your original source material. I mean, even with a bad anime adaptation, a lot of source material that you know the anime is based on ends up getting a sales boost from it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like. That's why people make anime in the first place is because they want to boost some fucking sales in the manga and the light novels business, like, and to sell merch. <laughs> that's that's yeah, really like, why they do anime. So it's like when when Netflix released that Death Note live action debacle. Um, I think <laughs> there was there was an article I saw like right after that that the most watched anime on Netflix the month after that came out was the Death Note anime. Makes just sense. That's how it is. Because people are like, it can't be that bad. And <laughs> they watch the anime and they're like, oh yeah, the English dub is still pretty stupid. Then I eat a chip. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. It's oh. so bad. I love the dub. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh god, I remember uh. watching it in, in English because you know I didn't know anime back then. But then I watched it in Japanese and it's way better in Japanese. <laughs> Just saying. Every time I think of that, and then I eat a chip. <laughs> I take a potato chip and eat it. It's so. <laughs> is he so serious? <laughs> the show would have been lesser without it. It would have been. You know what? It would have been so much lesser without it. It, it also would have been memorable. so much lesser without the sexual tension between Light and L. It was just a memorable moment. Like I, I may say it's stupid and shitty, but I still remember it to this day. So it did its job. I still talk about it. Well, hell, people, the the room is a really shitty movie, but people still talk about it. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> Hello, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Was, oh. oh God. I think I think that's a great place to end it because this, at the end of the day, is why we're here. <laughs> because of Tommy Wiseau. Because no. of Tommy Wiseau, we're all here. <laughs> because of Tommy I Wiseau mean, in the I mean, room. that's a great place to end it because you're right. Like Tommy Wiseau just wanted to make the room, dude, and he did it, mm. and it was terrible, and, and everyone fucking, fucking hated it. it. But we're still here, aren't we? Still talking hey, about I mean, it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of like the American dream. I mean, Hiroyuki Imaishi wanted to make an anime studio. Now he's making an adaptation of Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Just living the dream, baby. 
All right. Well, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoyed bringing this stuff to you. This is a fun. This is a fun episode to record. <laughs> if you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas or topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I've been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. I'm still in a dream. Say goodnight.